edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wasner. With me is Jason Haupt. Jason is with the University of Illinois Extension and is going to tell me about how we can attract wildlife to our backyards and, well, front yards and how we can attract wildlife in general. So why don't you start by telling us what it takes to create a good habitat for wildlife? Well, to create a good habitat, you have to understand what is needed for a habitat and you need space, you need shelter, you need water and you need food to create a good habitat for any wildlife. And the space is kind of the easy part. Uh, you know, you have your backyard, you have your front yard, uh, you have your neighborhood and that's, that's your space. And so making sure that you don't have big privacy fences and making sure that you don't have uh, a lot of uh, obstructions to creating just a very segmented neighborhood and just kind of a highly separated neighborhood uh, helps create that that space so that uh, the wildlife is able to move through. And this is true for birds. This is true for uh, rabbits. This is true for uh, any of the wildlife that you potentially want to attract to your, to your yard. Um, so, you know, Creating a, a good open space is, is kind of the first step. And the way you do that is you work with your neighbors and you don't build these giant privacy fences. I know sometimes uh, you don't want to see your neighbor's yard, but if you really are truly wanting to attract wildlife, you don't you don't want to create a big privacy fence. And so instead of having that privacy fence, you're choosing plants that are going to provide that privacy instead. So pro uh, choosing evergreen trees that are going to grow in a in a windbreak or something along those lines that's going to allow the wildlife to pass through but then it's also going to give you that that visual block that you want uh, so then you need ha you need shelter and this comes in a lot of different forms uh, bird houses are a good way to do that for attracting birds but making sure that you have trees and uh, bushes and uh, areas that provide shelter for a number of different animals and a number of different types of wildlife is going to give you uh, that shelter requirement and food and water uh, we put our bird feeders out but uh, you can plant a lot of really beneficial plants that are going to provide that food source and that water source is can be very simple it can just be a bird bath that you fill up all the time and that's going to provide water for not only the birds but it's also going to provide a water source for a lot of different types of wildlife uh, or you can go really complicated and you can put a a water feature in your backyard that's going to be a pond and a waterfall and it's going to give you everything that you are looking for in that farm as well and so making sure that you have all four parts of the habitat are going to create a habitat that's going to be attractive and beneficial to the wildlife and really our our next question kind of follows along you you've already talked about birds and you mentioned rabbits but are there other types of wildlife we can be considering uh, attractions yeah, a lot of people don't really consider insects as wildlife and uh, attracting your insects and your pollinators is a really big thing. People are always looking for ways to attract butterflies and to create habitat that's beneficial to native pollinators and native bumblebees. And so having a habitat that is beneficial to uh, your insects is also going to be beneficial to a number of different types of wildlife as well. Having a healthy insect population is a uh, benefit to the birds because the birds are looking for a lot of insects and in, in their larval forms as food sources for their young they also need that that protein source at least at some point in their life even even uh, those birds that you 
you see at the bird feeders all the time, they need that protein source that they get from insects uh, at, for a portion of the year uh, so that they are able to uh, reproduce and they're able to feed their young and do uh, what needs to be done there. Uh, you know, if you live out in the country and uh, you want to attract other types of wildlife, you know, you could potentially attract deer or, or other types of, of uh, larger wildlife that you might want to see as well. Uh, so uh, providing areas that are going to be open and easy access is going to give you the benefits of attracting some of that larger wildlife. But birds and pollinators are the two big that everybody always wants to know about. How do I make my backyard more attractive to the birds and the pollinators? That sounds good. What are the benefits, though, for humans uh, for attracting wildlife? Well, there is a lot of benefit to having a nice nature uh, native area that you can really have that uh, attracts that wildlife. Um, they just the the view of nature has a lot of benefits to your mood and has a lot of benefits to uh, your mental health and uh, a lot of times attracting wildlife uh, furthers that benefit especially when you're seeing the birds moving around your backyard and you're seeing the butterflies move around uh, your your backyard or you're seeing those pollinators um, as they're going from flower to flower that uh, that has a really positive uh, impact on your mental health. Uh, it improves your concentration. It improves uh, what's known as uh, mental fatigue. It reduces mental fatigue. Uh, and it's also uh, is highly beneficial to kids where um, they can see the wildlife out the window or they can sit in the backyard and watch wildlife and just have that uh, natural native area that they're able to interact with and have that green space that they're able to interact with. And so it just has, has a lot of benefits to our mental health and to our uh, personal health as well. And attracting wildlife uh, also benefits those pollinators. And we hear a lot about in the news pollinators being under threat and being uh, that their habitats being destroyed and that their numbers are declining and we need those pollinators for uh, farming and for uh, a lot of the food that we eat on a regular basis if we don't have pollinators and we're not creating habitat large amounts of habitat for them so that they can thrive uh, we lose a lot of that food that we we depend on in the grocery store sounds good so are there things that we should avoid doing when trying to attract wildlife? Uh, one thing that you want to keep in mind when you're attracting wildlife and you're planning your, your flower beds and you're planning your gardens for the year is that natives are always going to be better. And so avoiding the plants that are cultivars or avoiding those plants that aren't, uh, they are very popular at your garden stores, but are maybe not as beneficial to a wide variety of wildlife is, is something that you want to avoid. Keep in mind that native plants and your native uh, plants are going to provide a much broader range of uh, wildlife benefits than what the non-native plants are going to. They provide food for a much wider range of animals and they provide a, they provide um, a food and, and shelter for a much wider range of insects and, and uh, things like that. And so trying to stick to your native plants and not plant uh, something that is uh, not necessarily native, but um, is pretty is something that uh, that you can definitely definitely do to better your habitat. 
Uh, one thing that a lot of people love to do is put out those uh, hummingbird feeders, and those are fantastic. They're a great food source for hummingbirds. And so one thing that you really want to avoid is using any of those pre-mixed hummingbird foods that have red dye. That's very dangerous for your hummingbirds. It causes uh, problems with their health and can actually be deadly for uh, the hummingbirds. And so it, and to be perfectly honest, mixing your own is very, very easy. It is four parts water to one part sugar. Uh, so if you're making uh, four cups of, of uh, nectar, you are going to do a quarter cup of sugar in those four cups of water, and you boil it, and you cool it down, and you put it in your hummingbird feeder. And it's so much less expensive than what, this, what you can buy in the store and doesn't have any of the dangers associated with that red dye that's in there. And uh, one of the biggest things that you can do to uh, benefit wildlife is to avoid using pesticides. One other question. Uh, okay. Where can we go to get more information? Uh, you can get a lot of information from the University of Illinois Extension's website. Uh, there's a really good uh, page, Living with Wildlife, that is a good place that you can get a lot of information from. Uh, you can check out my blog, which is an Illinois River Almanac, and that is on the uh, Extension website as well um, and is accessible from there. And uh, I've written multiple articles about attracting wildlife and attracting pollinators and some do's and don'ts, so uh, that's a really good resource as well. Very good. For another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Weissner and Jason Haupt.